0: hey everyone it's your host stefan angelini here on another episode of investor types we're talking with mike mortlock today who runs a very successful business as well as a very successful podcast this episode is for all those business owners out there or even those employees who are thinking of starting a podcast as a side hustle to their business that might actually benefit their business we're going to discover how you do it we're going to discover is it worth it what goes into it and does it actually lead to sales for the business? So while we're not talking about investing too much, it is really investing into yourself. So just want to remind you one thing that this is just general information. It's not considered personal advice or financial advice. So I'd love for you to listen to it. Reach out with any questions, Investor at gmail.com. Let's get into the show. G'day everyone. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Investor Types. You've got your host Stefan Angelini here with Mike Mortlock from MCG Quantity Surveyors. Hi, Mike. How are you, matey? I'm very well, Stefan. Thanks for having me. No, no. My pleasure, mate. So what we're doing for everyone out there is we're talking about uh, investing into yourself and your business, but starting a podcast while you run your own business. Um, We Mm. all know that Edu- uh, education is paramount now and people rather than listening to music when they travel or run, they'd rather listen to a podcast and it's a great way to promote your business um, but it's not for everyone. Like, look, I'm doing it. Mike's doing it. Mike runs a business. It's, it's, quanti- it's a quantity surveying business and they do tax depreciation schedules for properties and they do cost estimating for construction. I run a financial advisory business. Together, Mike, look, we're not the most exciting people going around. <laughs> Yeah, here we I are mean, uh, pushing the boundaries of entertainment.
1: If if our pitch for a TV show is a quantity surveyor and a financial advisor get together,
0: already they're like we're out.
1: That <laughs> would it. not. What are these dragons' about? would just be
0: thumbs down. <laughs> anyway, what's so interesting about you? So you started your business in 2011. Um, now, yep. now you've got you've got nearly 20 employees. So your business is going great guns. Um, but back in 2017, you launched a podcast on the side of your business. Yes. Which a lot of people are starting to do now. And it's like, it can be expensive. You can make it cheap and easy to do. I've started to do it, which is why if there are people listening to this and they're watching the video, go check out the podcast. Um, (laughs) But basically, mate, I want you to tell everyone. So why did you start it?
1: Yeah. And I started it before it was cool. Yeah. Um, no, actually, like I felt like a very late adopter. I kind of thought, oh, this is this is a bit, you know, this is a bit sad. Like the, the podcast thing is already off and running. I'm going to look like a bit of a hanger on. But the reason why I started it was based around the relationship that we have with our clients, right? So, I started the business because I wanted to do the best possible thing by the clients and have a great relationship with them. But by, by virtue of what we do, our relationships quite transactional, right? And it's not just because of a decision that we've made. It's just the way that it works. So if you buy an investment property and you want to get a depreciation schedule, you'll either contact us directly or you might be referred by your accountant. We might chat on the phone briefly. We may just chat via email. Chances are we'll never meet. We may never speak. We might meet your tenant and say hello, but not yourself. And the whole thing is done within a couple of weeks and a couple of emails and that's it. And people go off into the big bad world. So, I thought, well, how can I stay in touch with our clients and say thank you to them? Now everyone has a, a mailing list and they're all kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. respect, I'm I'm on some really good ones that put a lot of effort and research in, but it's kind of ruined by the fact that everyone has one. Yeah. And you, you know, you buy some flowers or something and you're like, this is what's new in, you know, floral design. I'm like, I, I don't care. About that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no disrespect to, to Floris out there, but it's just not my bag. Um, and I kind of thought, well, the, the average property investor owns one property, right? It's like yeah. 72% of people only own one. And I don't think people get into property investing with the idea that they were going to finish at one, right? They want to f- fundamentally change their financial future Mm -hmm. and having one property is probably not necessarily going to do that. And I think a big reason why people only have one is they get the first one wrong. Uh, They might buy the wrong property. They're forced to sell because they don't have a cash buffer or it doesn't grow. And they think this property investment business is rubbish. I'm going to the stock market. So I wanted to put people in front of experts to help them navigate their portfolio and grow their portfolio and achieve their financial goals. So, there's a couple of different reasons, but it was really just providing a service to our clients to say, thank you for
0: working with us. So you basically get experts or people that buy properties for a living on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's weird. Like when we started, I basically started the podcast by, sending an email out to three people. And I thought, Oh, I don't know how to start a podcast. Probably going to be hard. I probably won't have time, but I'll send an email to three people. And if one of them says yes, like that'd be a good get. So if they say yes, then I'll launch it. And I can't remember who the three people are now, but the first person to say yes was um, my friend Pete Wargent, who's a a very, very clever um, finance guru. Um, and he basically emailed back and said, yeah, when are we doing that? I'm like, oh gosh, now I've got to start a
0: podcast. <laughs> so you push yourself into the deep end to get going. And that's the biggest thing Absolutely. with these things. It's it's not an immediate business driver. So it's not a sales generating tool or anything like that. It's more of you got to have the passion to do it. But hmm. the only real way you get yourself going is you force yourself by booking in a meeting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it sounds like so an educational way to keep in front of clients... i'm exactly the same giving out education for what you do um and what you look at every day is all is is very very handy but some people while like even yourself you organize the meeting to get started other other than that how hard did you find it to get started what did you have to organize in order to to pick it up and go we're podcasting now
1: yeah, it, it, it wasn't that much. I, I spoke to someone else who I knew had just started a, a podcast. So I had to organize a, a podcast host. Um, so you can use you know, companies like Podbean or Libsyn or, or whatever you like. Um, there's no paid promotion. Paid <laughs> promotions here, yeah. Although I should probably hit them up. Um, and, and then basically how I was going to record it. So I started off um, using uh, a little plugin with Skype. Yep. Uh, then I sort of got sick of that because I was having some technical issues and I ended up working with Zencaster and of course you can do it with Zoom such as we are at the moment. So that's not a really difficult thing. You know, setting up your iTunes account, um, you know, getting it across to, to, to things like Spotify as well. And then it was just figuring out how I was going to do it, whether I was going to do it remote or in person and getting the audio right. Yeah. So, Um, I was a bit of a muso back in the day. So I had a condenser microphone and I thought I I can get this sort of sorted. But if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts and even look at some of the podcast reviews that they say things like great interview, but the audio quality is terrible. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, one star. Uh Since then, um, we've we've come along a little bit better with the audio quality. But, um, yeah, look, there's not really that much to it and you can Google, how do I start a podcast and it'll point you in the right direction or reach out to someone that, you know, has got one and I'm sure they'll be, they'll be helpful. Actually, someone did that to me recently and I sent them an email explaining the whole thing. So I've probably got it in my sent
0: items, you know, so we can, I can flick it over. Reach out to Mike. He's willing to, he's willing to help. Uh, you're a good man. I remember myself, I, I was researching how to do it for so long and I'm like, do I want to do a podcast? Do I want to do a video series? And then I'm like, "Pod Ken, no dos? Why well, don't I do both?" So now I've got in, in my office I've got to, normally, if we're not around coronavirus or COVID-19, I've got, an, I've got a video set up, a video camera set up in my office with little plugins for lapel mics, put the audio audio over the top of the video. It's a bit more work, but yep. the way I say it is I'm trying to build like a, a big brand around it and um, Like you said, I am actually one of the people who started behind everyone else. So i got to play catch up. Mike. Yeah, right. Because not all yeah, of us but have I mean, nearly a hundred episodes.
1: <laughs> well, it's, Bad. it's, it's similar to when we sort of started the business. I was looking at some of our competitors and what they were doing when they started and we couldn't afford to be that sort of sloppy when we began with respect to them, you know, the technology was, was you know, a long way away from what it is today, but we had to come out of the gates pretty strong. Like we had to have a really good product, really good service from, mm. from day one. We didn't really have time to sort of learn things. Um, and you certainly have come out the gates really, really well. I mean, your, your, your podcast, the video series, you know, that little animated bull that I always talk about, it headbutts things out of the way. It's all quality gear. I mean, if you're looking for a role model and how to create a little media thing, don't look at me. Look at Stefan.
0: <laughs> and I had to spend money on that, which I didn't want to do because I wanted to start, I wanted to bootstrap this. But hey, so spend money on a little microphone. You already had it. Being a musical obviously helps.
1: Mm, I don't have a musical yeah. bone in my
0: body, which means I don't have a guitar or a microphone laying around. So I had to go and spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then the microphone that I've got um, being a condenser microphone, it's very good at at sort of picking up music from an acoustic guitar, but it's, it's not actually perfect for a podcast because it picks up things all around the room. Mm. So if you're clicking a mouse or, or doing something like that, you can probably hear I'm clicking on it now. If you're, if you're shuffling something on the desk, it's, it's no good because it's got a real, Um, broad band that it picks up but the modern sort of podcasting microphones they have a really tight area where it actually picks up the signal so um, I certainly wouldn't recommend what I've got but you know it's a three or four hundred dollar microphone just lying around my my sort of museo days are kind of behind me so I thought (laughs) You can't it'll pick do, up a guitar and play
0: a tune for us? Come on,
1: mate. Uh, I don't have one in the office. Um, maybe next time. It, it, here's, here's a red hot tip. If you go and listen to my podcast, and you're coming up very soon, so I'd encourage people that um, that are fans of your show to to listen to me turn the microphone in your direction. Um, the music on the podcast is me playing a little bit of blues on the guitar, so you, can, have, you can go and listen to that. I'll That's my little today. intro and outro. Oh. There you go, <laughs> and that just shows how low rent the podcast was. Like I couldn't <laughs> afford any stock music, so I thought, I don't know, the guitars over there, I'll oh. I'll play a little tune, and and I've stuck with it. It's, it's sort of, you know, a lot of people have got those high energy, you know, highly produced intros. I've just got me being a goose on the on the <laughs> on the mate, and
0: better than me, mate. I've had to I had to find a tune online that no one will sue me for if I use it, so. So that bad. Mm, that is so, me. so one, one conception, one thing that always gets asked of me. So people, people see me now, i talk to people they're like, Oh, you started a podcast. It looks great. You know, your business must be flying. It must be driving so much business for you because you're out there. You've got these videos pumping out. So tell me, you've been running a podcast now since 2017. Has it driven yeah. a lot of business for you? The,
1: the short answer is No. Yeah. Um and, and having been a guest on a number of podcasts as well, like I don't know, maybe ten or so, there's probably only one that I actually got business from as a guest. Oh. And that was like me saying go to this website and I've created some content that I talked about in the episode. So you can get a copy of some of my data and, you know, you can, you can have access to a, a, you know, a reduced fee code if you're wanting a tax depreciation schedule. So I actually sort of did like a proper sales pitch as a bit of a test. Call to action. Um, yeah and i got a little bit of um traction out of that it's not really my style i'm not really a salesy sort of guy i'm like this is what i do i think i'm good at it and if you agree then give me a call and you know we'll look after you sort of thing um but for 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 my podcast no um what what it's enabled me to do is talk to people that perhaps wouldn't pick up the phone to me if i didn't have a podcast yeah. for example i got um shane oliver um the chief economist from amp on the podcast now um i'm certain he still doesn't know who i am <laughs> um he, he was a lovely guy, uh, but a very, very high-profile economist and you know, one of the most quoted people in Australian media that exists. Like I think yeah. he averages a quote a day every single day of the year. Um, there's just, there's just no economist that can sort of match him and having a podcast. It's essentially, you know, here's a link, here's some questions. Are you happy to come on? And at the end, he sort of said, oh, so you're based in Hong Kong, Mike. I'm like, no, I'm not Shane. And he's
0: like, anyway, yeah. Good to chat. Talk to you later. Are <laughs> you based in Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. In Queensland or New South Wales? Northern New South Wales? Um, New South Wales. Yeah. Oh, no. But just a bit far away. Like we know in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, you're right. It's, yes. it's great for a brand building perspective. And like, you know, I'm running my own television show, radio station, almost. So people yeah. like, I'm, I'm happy to come on. Like, I'm, I'm a small Joe. I don't, I don't do much. And I've been reaching out to guys who run. I just interviewed someone who runs a nine, who's part of a company who manages $90 billion worth of funds.
1: Yeah, then you got me. So um, some days you
0: win, some days you lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you provide some great insights, which is really good. And, and you know, why why I wanted to get you on is because like I know what I, what's happening with me. I'm getting drawn to doing more of this podcast thing because it's exciting. Yeah. It's something new. It's entertainment. I get to talk to people rather than look at spreadsheets all day. Yeah. Um how do you, do you find? The podcast more exciting than running the business now, or where does your attention go?
1: I prefer the spreadsheets, mate. I've got to be honest. Um, Actually, doing it for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> when I no, I don't want to. I don't want to be sort of cruel to the guests or anything like that. I, I do have a lot of fun. It's really just, um, I guess it's a it's a balancing act. And when when I'm busy um, in the business, which is how I get paid, I don't make a cent out of the podcast. In fact, it loses money. <laughs> uh, I think some people are, are surprised by that. Um, and we don't have any paid positions or sponsors. And I'm not really interested in getting any. Um, it's just when you're busy with work and you know that you have a podcast interview lined up and I like to pay respect to the guests by doing research and asking them questions to get the best out of them which takes time to do properly Uh, when I'm flat out with a deadline or something and I realize I've got to do that before I can leave that's where it sort of takes a little bit of the fun out of it but once I'm chatting to someone especially someone that i can have a good chat with and a a good bit of banter with and you'd be a good example we've never actually met in person it'll happen eventually but we've already got some good rapport like it's easy to have a conversation other times you know people it's a bit like drawing blood from a stone um that makes it a little bit trickier but i still have fun but I, i i started the business with my business partner marty really because I wanted to sort of drink Shiraz and do asset registers on an Excel sheet until the early hours. Yep. Now, the only thing that I do is drink Shiraz. I don't, <laughs> I don't touch, I don't really do that many depreciation schedules anymore. Um, and really like being sort of a natural introvert, most of my job now is is on the extrovert side of things. It's it's doing interviews, it's doing videos, um, you know, it's 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 doing media and stuff like that, and and business development. So, yeah, it's funny, funny what your job ends up being from what you sort of plan it to
0: be. As the business owner, you are responsible for trying to think outside the box to try and drive revenue. If it happens, so have you yeah. found this podcast has helped you become more of an extrovert? Um. I think like before I I started, I had to
1: get out of that sort of introvert style. Um, It's, 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 it's not an act, but I think it's not my natural personality. So when I'm at home, I tend to be very quiet and keep to myself. I don't sort of seek company on the weekends and that sort of stuff. It's just, you know, hanging out with my little family. That's more than enough for me. Um, But yeah, before the podcast, I had to learn how to present to people, how to pitch the business you know, done a couple of TV spots and things like that. And you've really sort of got to try and be engaging, especially when you're talking about something as boring as tax legislation. (laughs) You've got to try, you've got to try and have a little bit of fun and, 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 you know, have a bit of a joke at yourself. Um, So the podcast, yeah, I think it's still refining the skills and I, and I get to the point now where sometimes people say, you know, like, oh, you know, h- how do you do that on camera? Like, it must just be natural. It must just be your personality. And that's its not necessarily the case. I think it's a, it's a learned skill to be able to answer questions and hopefully be somewhat entertaining.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. You pick it up. Practice makes perfect, right, Mike? Absolutely. What do you need? 10,000 hours and you can win at anything? That's it. Who said that? I love that book. Yeah, The Outsiders. Um, so now that you're running a team, nearly 20 people... Uh, what's, what's the biggest, what's your day mostly consist of running? Yeah, it, it,
1: it it really, I guess it depends on, on the day and it depends on where sort of the business is at. So heading into certain times of the year, like for example, heading into tax time Mm. it's making sure that everyone is fed and watered and happy and ready to surf the big tsunami of tax time. Um, coordinating the uh, the inspections around the, con- the country and, and just providing assistance and support to the guys that are really sort of the the head of our our technical side of the business thankfully um, Belinda my EA does a lot of the heavy lifting for me and we 've got a really good um, good relationship so i can I can delegate things that she 's actually better at than me or that aren 't the best um, use of my time yeah. so so a lot of my work at the moment um, is working on the systems and the strategy of, of the business. We're working on lots of automation within the business that enables us to, be, to have more efficiency, just working on um, some staff training. We've done a lot during this sort of lockdown. We've done a rebrand. We've got a new website on the way. We've started some new advertising. I've launched webinars. We've got our new um, back end, which automates some of our information chasing. So we've been really busy with that so i know that's probably
0: not a really great answer to the question but it just no, yeah, it really so depends on the day when you start your business you know you're all about you've got to do what you've got to do the operations that get you paid which is doing yep. the negotiation schedules now being a business owner you've got so many staff you've got to keep the staff fed one but you've got to make sure the business continues to grow and that means yes. thinking outside the box doing webinars yep. podcasts and that's that's part of the part of the reasons of starting a podcast is to just have something yep. a little bit different outside of the box
1: Yeah. And the podcast is just one kind of channel that, that we operate within MCG. So, um, we, if you listen to my podcast, you know, I I don't really talk about myself. I don't even think I say, hi, my name's Mike or anything like that. I just say, if you want to find out who I am, it's not that hard. Um, Whereas when I'm on sort of LinkedIn or doing a Facebook thing, that's where I'm talking a little bit more about what I do and and my craft and what I think investors should know. I really focus the podcast on getting the most out of that guess. Um, and, And even on the Facebook or the LinkedIn stuff, there's never any really, sales pitch from us. It's just not our style um, from from myself, anyone else in the business. I mean, we have business development managers and they don't really do the sales pitch style thing. It's just how can we provide value to you? So if you're a property manager, you know, we can assist you with some training to upskill your property managers on the basics of tax depreciation so they can provide a better service to their landlords. Just little things like that. Um, so just trying to add value. and and help people navigate um, tax legislation. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty rock and roll stuff. You
0: got to have the the octopus having many arms. So let's so Mike, if, if there's someone out there who runs a business and wants to start a podcast, um, if you were to turn to them and go, well, what sort of a, what sort of a person do you need to be? And what tips, what tips would you have for that person?
1: Yeah. I think like one thing that we tend to do is we get a little bit caught up in in our own little sphere of influence and we get we we get to thinking that we're a little bit more unique or interesting than we actually are. Yeah. I think don't underestimate how little people care about you right <laughs> yeah. now. Now that sounds like a little bit nihilistic or, you know, a little bit depressing, but but what I'm getting at there is that people don't really want to hear you go on about yourself and how great you are and, and you know, what you can do and all that sort of stuff. So I think, if you think about it from the person that's listening and what they want to hear, then that's a good starting point, right? Yeah. So there's, you know, if, if you're building an audience, they're going to to seek you out and they, they're going to want to connect with you. You don't need to force down their throat like you're the best at what you do. So I think it's important to just think like nothing is, is as interesting as you probably think it is when you're talking about, you and your business because everyone's passionate right you know like I, agree. You know, I love love the business that i work in but no one wants to hear me talk about you know we started on this date and then we grew to this and blah 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 even though that's kind of what i have been doing so, um, <laughs> yeah. i've got to listen to my own advice um but yeah i think just think about the listener and curate something that you think if you didn't know about you these are the questions that you'd want to be asking and 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 really try and get the best out of your guests if you're interviewing people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And from my perspective, what I'd say is consistency. So be willing to set aside time, be consistent in posting. Mm. Maybe find someone like an assistant to help you out, uh, who can arrange schedules, organize follow-ups, and things like that. Because just just to reduce the amount of time that you spend on the podcast. Um, and then yeah, consistency. Get help, and yeah, you know, I think get started. Yeah. Get started. started. I mean, yeah,
1: you just like, I I couldn't recommend strongly enough asking someone, would you like to come on my podcast and then not having a podcast ready (laughs) to have them on. There's nothing that forces you to launch a podcast than an upcoming calendar (laughs) meeting for you to interview Uh, somebody.
0: I know. I know. You've really got to be
1: careful right now though, because microphones are hard to get as, as you've found out.
0: (laughs) During coronavirus, if you're looking for microphones, if you're looking for webcams, if you're looking for computer screens, good luck. Mm. But anyway, who knows when this is gonna be released. It might be released in February, 2021. No, it won't Yeah, mark. well, see, and here's a tip
1: too, if you're a guest, mention current events, and then they have to bump you forward yeah. <laughs> in the feed. I know, I know. I I actually, on. so this is been- actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So today is, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> But that's something to think about as well like with with the podcast as you said consistency is really important we do a fortnightly um, podcast just because i don't really feel like i have the time to commit to do it weekly to a certain quality standard it would be better to certainly do it weekly but you've got to be careful to 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 frame it in a sense that Um, if you're talking about something that it's it stays like a perennial topic like we've done a couple of webinars all about COVID-19 right but they're useless for anything other than right now whereas a lot of the questions that I ask are fundamental portfolio building style questions Mm. that are still probably going to be relevant in 10 years time so I think it's good like if if you're If you're doing it fortnightly or weekly, you want to have a few in the bank. You want to have a few in advance, maybe record three in a week so that if something happens or you want to go on holidays, you've got them in the pipes. But you've got to sort of stop people from talking about,
0: oh, did you read the paper today? Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, Evergreen (laughs) evergreen content is what you want. And hopefully we've provided some really great evergreen content, something that people can draw back on and go, all right, I'm a business owner. I want to start a podcast. How do I do it? Should I do it? Am I trying to drive business from it? And if you are, don't do it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, over the long yeah. term. Um, but anyway, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to reach out uh, to Mike, Mike, you said you're willing to share your pro- your process on how to get started yeah. in a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I might get you send that to me. I'll throw it onto the YouTube video that's going to appear and there's a link in the, in the podcast. So if people wanted to reach out to you, Mike, how would they get in touch with you?
1: I can go to the website, uh, which is MCG, like the cricket ground, and then QS for quantity surveyor. so mcgqs.com.au. Um, you can search uh, MCG on Google, Facebook, all that sort of stuff, or search my name. There's not too many Mortlocks out there except for that rugby player. His name's Sterling, so you can't get us <laughs> confused. He's also a big unit, and I'm a weedy little
0: accountant-looking fellow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. And don't forget, so the podcast is the Geared for Growth podcast. Um, if anyone wanted want to go and check it out. Mike, thank you for in, appearing on Investor Types. For everyone out there that listened, thanks for giving up the time. I really appreciate it. If you have any comments, feel free to reach out as a, as a comment on the YouTube on the YouTube video or through the podcast. Otherwise, reach out to me, stefan at angeladvisory.com.au. Mike, thank you so much for your time, mate. It's been a pleasure having you on. I will chat to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care, Mike. Good fun. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon.